welcome back to So Talk to Me. The Broccolos are happy to talk to you. Yeah. Hello. Even if we're just talking to each other. <laughs> but still, it counts, right? It I does think it count. Counts. I think it counts. I'm Good. sure our list, I'm, I hope our listeners feel like we're talking to them and not just to each other. Yeah. And if you want to talk to us, you always can. Exactly. You know, we say it at the end of every episode. Should we say it at the beginning of this episode? Sure. Why not? Let's okay. let's shake it up a bit. Yeah. Change there you it go. up. If you want to talk to us, you can hit us up on Facebook. We have a, a page now. What? A page for the podcast. So talk to me podcast there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on Twitter. You can tweet at us. Our handle's at so underscore talk to me. Yeah, or yeah. you can just straight up email us. That's that's straight cool too. up. Straight up. Our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. So join in the conversation. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for today, guys. Um, we'll see you. No, I'm just kidding. What number episode is this? 56. 56. We're 56. We made it to 56. We made it. 56 episodes. Wow. We're here. We've finally arrived. It's what I've always arrived wanted. at 56. Uh, I can't wait to be 56. in a month. Oh, man, I can't even imagine what life is going to look like when I'm 56. I'm barely turning the corner to 30. We'll have a child in his, well, both of our kids will be in their 20s, actually. Yeah. By the time we're 56. Ollie will be 29. Ollie will be my age (laughs) when I'm 56. (laughs) That is, yeah. Wow, that's weird. Twilight Zone. No, thanks. Don't want to think about it. Anyways. Yeah, that's cool. Um, So how has your week been, honey? It's been good. It's been good. Oh, good. I feel like I've been able to get at least a little bit more accomplished that always in a timely good. manner. Yeah. This is my last week of school. What, what? Until well, next for week. For this class, yeah. <laughs> your last week of this class. Right, right. And so... If I can get stuff done, I may have like four or five days off from school. What? So that'll be cool. It just depends on when I can actually get stuff done. Because I do have to write a paper. But um, it it was funny. Even my professor's like a weekly email, he was talking about how like, you guys have been doing so good. And Aww. I know it's, it's a big workload every week, which I thought was really interesting because he hadn't mentioned anything about it beforehand. So I thought this was just kind of normal for him. But he, he like... He specifically said that this class like asks a lot of you and he was just saying, you know, everyone's doing a good job. And he was like, this last week, um, you can kind of slow down a little bit. It's only one paper. Only one yeah. four page paper. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I just thought it, I thought it was kind of funny because I didn't know that. that well, I, I OK, here's what it is, is that <laughs> I'm 29 and I'm going back to college and uh, I didn't know if this was a normal workload. Like, this is just how school is mm-hmm. with two kids and a wife and a full-time job, <laughs> you know? Um, or if it was just me and, like, just his acknowledgement that, like, yeah, there's a lot to do in this class. Um, taking a, a class in halftime, a uh, four-hour credit class. Like, yeah, it, it, it does ask a lot of you. With do you get to learning, know, so. like, any of the people in your class? You can. Um, I haven't really taken the time. Like, I recognize people from the discussion. Like, that's what the discussion boards are for. Mm-hmm. They're for interacting with each other. And so, like, especially when they ask kind of tougher questions, um, you definitely get to, to see, like, the sides of the people that you're in class with. Also, the discussion boards, I've 
feel like i think um the the language that you use in those discussion boards are a lot more like talking it's not necessarily like writing a paper yeah you know, it's not it, it's not that held to an academic yeah. standard um even though a lot of the times like you're forced to think to structure the way that you're saying yeah. things that way um because otherwise hey i'd ramble <laughs> crazy um <laughs> But it, yeah, it's a lot more colloquial. So you can definitely, I mean, we all share like our social media platforms and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, but I haven't really taken the time outside of those interactions okay. to so you don't know, befriend like, anyone. Where everyone is in their stage of life or anything like that. Um, the, like, yeah, in our initial introduction posts, because you do that at the beginning of the class, in each class. You post, yeah, a little bit about yourself. So, yes, I do. So, are you the only guy with a wife and no. family? No, most people taking online courses. I'd say 80% of people taking online courses are um, older. With well, that's families. cool. So, yeah. then you don't feel alone. No, no, I don't. Yeah, there, there are only a couple people who, for one reason or another, are taking classes like while they're in, because the school is based in Chicago. Um, like people who are there doing online courses. But yeah, most of the distance learning courses are older people like me <laughs> who got their dang GEDs. No, I'm just kidding. That's not, <laughs> that's not a thing. But yeah, how was your week? Um, It's been pretty good. I think I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what's been going on this week. And like, where do I start the week from? Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. It's been pretty chill. Just the kids getting over their sniffles. And mm-hmm. it was actually like sunny all day today, which was nice. Yeah. Hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. It's been overcast and rainy for almost a month now yes, which <laughs> really like. like really affects me like mm-hmm. it makes me tired low very low energy mm-hmm. drink coffee grumpy i can't drink coffee Drink coffee. Um, just do it don't look back just drink no that sounds really creepy out of context <laughs> but yeah i don't know it's just been yeah it's been fine i guess it's been, been fine chill. i guess yeah Oh, that's good. Nothing horrible comes to mind, but nothing awesome comes to mind either. It's just uh, sort of a meh week, I guess. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> Been another week. But you have two new things on your head. Two new things on my head. Mm-hmm. My headphones? Mm-mm. <laughs> what new things do I have on my head? Your haircut. Oh. And your glasses. Is that, I mean, is a haircut a new thing yeah, on my head? it is, because it's uh, a new haircut. Yeah, but that's like stuff not on my head anymore. So it's the absence of things that were on my head. Really. But Hairs the in particular. haircut on your head is new. That's true. It's very, uh, yeah, I haven't had it this short in a long time. So like I've said multiple times before on this podcast, I, uh, I'm kind of in, uh, like a, I was an emo kid in high school, so I've always kind of had shaggy, longer haircuts until, until somewhat recently. Well, okay. I'm going bald and, um, <laughs> and just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what it is is I've got a big old bald spot, and the truth but, comes um, out. 
but my hair's thinning as well. So I'm just, I've always, and I've always known, I, noon? I've always known that I've I was going to go. I've always known it. <laughs> um, like even when we first got married, I told you like when we get old, I'm going to be fat and bald. You are not fat. And I'm going to have diabetes. No, so you're not going to have that's diabetes. That's just what's going to happen. And you're not fat. It's, you it's are balding. That one is true. Yes. Right. But in the future, I, I've been straight up with you. I've told you I'm going to be go, fat. straight up I'm again. I have diabetes and I'm going to be bald. Mm-hmm. Um, so the balding thing is happening. I'm, I have thinning hair. So uh, I've just been cutting my hair shorter and shorter for a while. And now it's it's just really short. That's all. I don't know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> it's really not that interesting. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I just have a very short haircut and it is very different on me. I've also been growing out my beard. And the funny thing is a lot of people notice the beard more than the haircut. The reason I say that that's funny is because like, obviously a beard takes a while. I haven't shaved in like a month. I mean, like I've clean, you know, cleaned it up to make it look nicer. But like, you know, I've been growing my beard for the past month. And now that I've cut my hair, more people, I, I've had multiple people be like, something's different. Your beard is really long. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And it does make your beard look longer. It does. That was the first thing that I noticed too. Yeah. So like, I get it. I, I noticed that as well. It's just funny that that's what people notice over and against my haircut. That is funny. But that, But that's what causes them. So all my hair has just moved from on top Once of my head. Once you shave it, you'll go full Joe, Joe Thorne. Once I shave it. Does Joe Thorne not have any kind of a beard? I thought he has a big no, beard. No, I'm talking about your head. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Sorry. He said shave. So I was thinking my beard. No. Yeah. If I ever shave my head, I'll go full Joe Thorne. <laughs> now, I'll probably, I'll probably shave my beard before I shave my head. No. We'll why would you do that? We'll see what happens. No. Because Keep the beard. Keep the beard. The beard does make me look older, though. I love That's it. Thing. I love and it. So, I love <laughs> it. Don't get rid of it. All right. The only thing that bothers me is when we're like we're kissing and your mustache hairs get up my nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to say about that, except that it happens. Um, yeah, so that was the first thing that's different about my head. The second thing that's different about my head is that I have, uh, I'm wearing glasses right now. So I have needed glasses since I was nine years old. So my eyesight is absolutely terrible. Uh, when I was 16, I got contacts and I have never looked back. No pun intended. Um, I've loved them. They're so much easier than, than glasses and like I've never... It's never been an issue popping them into my eyes. Like I used to touch my eyes even before I needed contacts just to see if I could. It's weird. Yeah, but I was a kid. I don't know. Uh, so I, yeah, I love contacts, but I recently wanted a pair of glasses because my old pair of glasses, like the prescription is so out of date, I can barely see out of them. And honestly, the the real reason that I wanted to get glasses is be, because like if anything happens in the middle of the night, you know, if I hear something going on downstairs, uh, if I pop on my other pair of glasses, I can barely see it all. And I don't trust myself to try and protect my family. So, like, I wanted a more current pair of glasses. And so, it's pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> That's I can't. A good reason. It also, I'm not going to have enough time 
to run into the bathroom and pop contacts, contact lenses in and then go downstairs. Like that just, that's not reasonable. So that's really why I wanted glasses. So I looked into it and looked into a couple different styles and got a pair of glasses. So that's what I'm wearing right now. Now we just need to buy a shotgun. Now, yes. And that's the next thing on our bucket list. <laughs> I mean, we already have one, so don't come in and, and try and steal our stuff because we have a shotgun. Uh, and I have glasses have so dogs, I can see you. So. Yeah, and they're vicious. They'll bite off your, your big toe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is kind of funny, though, going from glasses for so long. I mean, yeah, that's what, 13 years um, since I've worn glasses daily. Like I said, I have had other pairs of glasses, but none that I've actually like worn during the day. I've always worn contacts. Um so going back to glasses, and I literally just got them this afternoon, guys. So this is like brand, brand new. Um, it, it, it looks weird. They're my new updated prescription, so it should be the same as my contacts. But for, for reasons of just the lenses themselves and how they're kind of, what is that called? Concave, I guess. Um, things kind of, it just, it looks really weird. Like if I move my head... <laughs> Um, it kind of distorts things. Like a funhouse mirror effect? Yeah, yeah, a Whoa. little bit like that. And so I'm I'm wearing them Crazy. right now so that I can get used to it. So I went searching online because like I put them on and I wore them for a little while. And I'm just like, this is so... Also, things look farther away, which is kind of weird. Um, So I, I just have to kind of like focus and, and it's fine. But it's it's just weird. That's what I'm saying. Um, but so I was looking online cause I was kind of a little disheartened cause I'm just like, really? Like I can't even wear these very much. I mean, it, it's just really weird to wear them. Like the whole point was so that I'd have something that's easier to just pop on. Um, and so I was looking online at what people say about that. And apparently it's really common. Like that's just what happens when you go f- back and forth from contacts and glasses and the explanation behind it, and and it's not like I consulted a doctor or anything like this. So I'm going to take this, this off. This is just Google. Right. I'm going to take this off on a tangent to explain something, to make a bigger point that, that I was thinking about because of this. But I will say, full disclosure, I don't know like the science behind this, and I, I could be completely wrong. And if that's the case, then cool. But um, so basically what I read from multiple places was to continue to wear the glasses so that your eyes and your brain can get used to it because your brain will compensate for the way that you see things. Which is really crazy to me because that's not saying your eyes are going to get used to this or if you wear this long enough, then you'll stop noticing it. It's actually saying that your brain will compensate for what your eyes see. And that's just really interesting to me because, and maybe this is a dark turn, but that tells me (laughs) that like, I can't, so, okay, there's this, I'm going to take this to kind of like a philosophical place. There is this idea of truth, right? And, And truth is what we want to know that is it is um, outside of ourself. Like it is something that exists regardless of how we see it mm-hmm. or how we experience it. 
like truth is truth is truth. Yeah. Always and under every circumstance. Um, not to say that it can't be nuanced, but I'm saying that there is a truth that regardless of whether you believe it or you see it, um, it, it exists. Um, so this idea that like my brain compensates for the things that my eyes see tells me that I can't even rely on my own sight, right? Because my sight, even the things that I experience with my senses can be flawed. It could just be my brain, um, uh, what's the word, kind of reconciling what I'm seeing. My brain is is compensating. My brain is actually trying to put these things together in a mm-hmm. way that's understandable, regardless of whether or not that's actually what's in front of me. Um, and that is a really strange concept, but it's, it is like, you can take it one of two ways, right? Um, I think it's really disheartening for someone who trusts in their senses, for someone who says that like, I, I only believe in what I can see and what, you know, what I can prove, what I can, what I've experienced who bases their um their worldview on experience and and what they are able to uh partake in but for me I think this is it's actually really encouraging in a way because it shows sort of like oh yeah I'm flawed inherently <laughs> yeah I can't even see correct you know like even when I'm trying to correct my eyesight my brain has to make up something see through a mirror dimly right yeah and my brain has to make up the image so that i can actually uh, understand what's in front of me um it has to compensate for my flaws right um so it's encouraging to me because i can know that my standard is not my experience it's actually what the creator of the universe has said you know, and I know that's that's like a totally different context, but I'm talking about it just encourages me to know that I don't have to like I don't have to have everything together, right? And God's truth is true regardless of whether or not I experience it in the moment. So anyways, I know Amen. that was a total like tangent, <laughs> but it's where my brain was when I when I read this stuff about like, oh yeah, actually no. It's fine. Just keep wearing your glasses because your brain is going to get used to it. And yeah, it just got me thinking because I'm like, my my brain actually has to get like, I have to make up what looks weird to me right now. My brain has to straighten the sides of my peripheral vision so that I can see straight <laughs> instead of in a fun house. That's crazy. So, it is. It is. And if there are any scientists out there, who, who, you know, you're like, actually, that's completely incorrect. Feel free to correct me. I could be wrong. That was just from 20 minutes of Google searching. <laughs> because I, I was just kind of sad. Because I like my glasses. I like so, them too. Yeah. That's what I had to talk about. My glasses. Fun. What you got on, on the brain? Um. Well, in our... A women's ministry Bible study. We've been going through a a book called "Why Do You Believe That?" A Faith Conversation by Mary Jo Sharp. I don't know much about Mary Jo Sharp except that she used to be an atheist and now she's a Christian apologist, which is pretty cool. 
Nice. Um, so she's a pretty sharp lady. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, but this past week, um, the book was focusing on listening. Okay. So, so, so the book as a whole is really basically teaching you how to um, have conversations with with people who believe differently than you. Okay. Basically. Nice. Kind of how to evangelize, but in like a conversational discussion type setting. Yeah. Um, so this week or this past week, sorry, was uh, on listening. And it was just really good. There were a lot of things in it that I was just like, wow, I'm... A terrible listener. <laughs> I th- I think just people in general struggle with listening mm-hmm. because we're selfish and you know depraved and sinful. Um. So the fir- her first key point is listening is loving people, which, if you really think about it is like, oh yeah, well, duh. Like if you're just sitting there talking to someone or they're talking to you and you're supposed to be listening to them, but you're just, you know, thinking about what you want to say next or you're daydreaming about something. Like all all that says is that you care more about what is going on in your head than you do about what they're saying, mm-hmm. which is a isn't loving obviously um which i find i tend to do a lot like if i'm talking to someone who either believes something different than me or has like a different viewpoint i tend to um sit there and think about uh the point that i'm gonna make next or like the or I just pick out one thing that they said and I'm like, oh, I'm going to like refute that or something like, you know? Yeah. Like oh, I'm yeah. not really like sitting there listening to what they have to say. I'm just preoccupied with my own thoughts. Um, and then her next point was listening to others helps us check our thoughts against the thoughts of other people. And this, this point uh, focuses a lot on uh, being accountable and it focuses on uh proverbs 20 the proverbs 26 verse 12 uh do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes there is more hope for a fool than for him this was also pretty convicting because if i'm if i'm not listening to someone and just thinking about my next rebuttal um then i'm not I'm not open to what they have to say and I'm not open to learning from them and that's really arrogant. Yeah. And also unloving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, this has been a very eye-opening lesson for me. Also just because I see this all the time on social media. Oh yeah. Like people just going back and forth and creating straw men, which she talks about. Um <laughs> Like, it's just like, dang, well, we all, we all suck at this. We're all horrible. 
at listening to each other. Um, and the next point was, we should attempt to really hear and understand a person's argument so we don't falsely testify about their position. And this point was where she went into um, like talking about straw men. And she never explicitly says it, but what what I got from all the like different examples of different strawman arguments and like misrepresenting someone in their argument, mm-hmm. I think that it's honestly just plain gossip and slander when you do that to someone. Like when you when you're talking to them and they explain a position to you and then later you go on and you just like use a straw man against them when they're not there Mm -hmm. and you like falsify their uh, account that they gave. Yeah. Like that's just straight up gossip and slander when you do that because you're putting words in their mouth. You're saying that you're, you are telling someone else that they said these things that they actually didn't say. Mm-hmm. Like you're lying about them. Yeah. yeah. And like she didn't explicitly use the words gossip and slander, but I was like, I think that this is actually what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a bigger deal mm-hmm. when we use straw men than I think a lot of people make it out to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I, let me push back just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I do think that gossip and slander are two separate things. I don't think, at least in the scenario that you put forward, that it would necessarily be gossip. Well, because you're going to someone else and talking about the other person's argument. Okay. So they're not there. Okay. So, so okay, let me read an example. There was... Um, there was an example of uh, a church member. So this this little section says, um, this is just a, a quote unquote, you know, church member. It's just an example. So it's not a real, mm-hmm. not a real conversation, whatever. Um, I've been working with the pastor through some of the doctrines of this church of which I do not agree. He and I decided that since I couldn't reconcile my beliefs with this church, that I should go where I could do so. He prayed for me about my decision and I left on good terms. And this is reported by another church member. Susie Lou, who wasn't in church today, she didn't agree with the pastor's sermon last week, so the pastor told her to go find a new church. Okay. That is not what happened. No, (laughs) no. That is false. Like you're, you're, falsifying um, what Susie Luhu said. Mm -hmm. You're lying about her. You're also lying about the pastor. Mm -hmm. You're misrepresenting both of them. And like, she's not even there when you're talking about it. Right. So like you are gossiping about her. Right. And you're slandering both of them by putting words in their mouth that neither one of them said. Yeah. That that's why I that's why I put both gossip and slander in there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. In that in that circumstance I I do think that definitely both of those occurred. Um I'm just saying I I think there are circumstances in which those don't necessarily have to go together. 
Like you can just slander someone yeah, without gossiping. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Like I think what you were talking about earlier, your example was talking with someone face to face and then going to someone else and misrepresenting them. Like that's not necessarily gossip. That is slander, definitely. When you're talking about someone behind their back? Not behind their back, but talking about someone to someone else. While the person you're talking about isn't there. Well, not necessarily, right, they're not, they're not there, but I mean, there's a way to do that in which you're not gossiping, if you're just talking about someone's position on an issue. If you're properly representing them, then no, it's not gossip, I'm, but if you're lying about them to someone else, then yeah, that would be gossip. I disagree, I think, there, really? I think there's a circumstance in which it's not, I think there are circumstances in which you are talking to someone else about a certain position or talking to someone like not not to say oh well that person is xyz like that person's terrible because xyz but you could just say well this is the problem that i have with this person and falsify what they actually believe like i think i i don't think it necessarily has to be gossip in that in that circumstance if you're talking about something and you mention that someone else believes that I don't think it's necessarily gossip. I think it's just slander. I'm going to look up the definition of gossip. Okay. Casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. Okay. I would I would say that the, it fits then what I was saying. Well, I'm I'm saying there are circumstances in which it it still doesn't that sometimes it's just slander. Like if you misunderstood someone's position or you assumed that because they said something that therefore the logical conclusion of what they said is also what they believe and you tell someone else that that's what they believe. Like I don't I don't think that's always gossip. It can just be slander. Or in the case of like a website that reports on, you know, what what are they called? Um the discernment blogs, okay? Uh-huh. Discernment blogs aren't necessarily gossip, but they can and often do become slander. You know, like just, it doesn't, It. I'm saying that they're, those are two separate issues. I, I agree that they often go together. I'm just saying there are circumstances in which they they don't necessarily, they're not always together. That's all. Right. Yeah. Well, that's not what I was saying. Uh, I wasn't I, saying that they always go together. I know, I was just making the point that they don't. Oh, okay. Because it okay. it seemed like you were combining the two. That's all. In that so that's in that, that circumstance, was. yeah, both okay. of them were apparent. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm confused now why we were even I was just clarifying. Oh, okay. What you said? <laughs> Yeah. So the next point is uh, through listening to others, we can find productive points for discussion. And then she talks about a conversation that she had uh, with a person on a flight who um, claimed uh, to believe in uh, Buddhism Mm -hmm. and was saying that he doesn't believe in right or wrong but then later on in the conversation, uh, they start talking about, um, I guess, military or something. And he says, uh, 
that he believes that it's wrong for the military to be involved with specific, uh, with, with whatever um, country they were talking about. And, and she pointed it out to him that like, you know, there was an inconsistency in yeah. his, in his belief system. Uh, and he was like really taken aback by it. Like, Oh, Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Cause they're two strongly held beliefs <laughs> yeah. that are directly opposed to each exactly. other. Exactly. Um, which, which is so awesome. Cause like if you're actually sitting and listening to someone, you'll be able to hear those things yeah. come up. Yeah. Uh, and if you ask uh, questions, you'll be able to know even more about what they believe and most likely uh, hear the inconsistencies in that as well and be able to um, lovingly correct them after the person has said all that they have to say. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think we had um, kind of touched on that a few weeks ago on the podcast as well. Is and, and it was a totally different conversation about like, uh, what was it? Freedom of religion is what it was. But just how I think like it's okay to have those kinds of conversation. Like it's, I can, I can be, I'm free to um, meet people with their differing ideas on the world because I know that I have God's truth. Mm-hmm. And I know that, yeah, if I talk to them long enough, if I, um, see their life like there will be inconsistencies right because if you're not aligning yourself with the truth like you don't have you're living in a broken worldview mm-hmm. like you something is not matching up whether that is uh some something i would say more obvious but obviously it wasn't it wasn't uh obvious to him at the time in that in that analogy but um or in that example but I think also just something, you know, something as as simple as like trusting in, um, you know, what I mentioned earlier, trusting in your eyesight is something we kind of take for granted. Um, but from if you're not living with a biblical worldview, like there's no reason for you to actually do that, mm-hmm. you know. So so that yeah, I think that's a good point. Is is like. You don't have to be afraid of listening to people and their ideas. Right. Um, you can engage them intellectually and honestly, and not just to, like you said, not just to poke holes in what they're saying, but like to actually see what they're saying, consider what they're saying, um, because eventually it's not going to line up. Right. Like, because if it's not in alignment with God's truth, then it's not, it's not real. Right. <laughs> so Yeah. And if it's good. And if you actually know what you believe and you're confident in it, like you're not going to get all defensive. Right. Yeah. Like you'll be able to sit and listen and also make your own defense for what you believe. Yeah. And not be worried about being swayed in any way. Mm -hmm. It's good. 
And the next point was, we must put into, there were five points, this is the last one. We must put into practice good listening skills to see change in our conversations. So yeah, I just want to encourage you to take these points, if you've, you know, learned anything from them, and put them to practice in some conversations this week. Yeah. Just actually listen to people. <laughs> Without an agenda. Exactly. Yeah. Listen to them. Let them say their piece. Respond lovingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good stuff. And I hope, I, th- I think that falls in line with a lot of the things that we try and say on this podcast as well. Um, you, again, feel free to call us out if I'm just totally blind to my own faults because I know I often am. Um, <laughs> and where you see that I'm not that way. But um, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's totally something that we kind of hit on from a couple different areas. It's like just weigh the opposing sides and see what it is that you believe and why you believe it. Um, yep. So yeah, listening's a big part of that. Uh, it's funny that that you bring that up. So yeah, once again, we didn't really have a topic for today, but <laughs> this, is what, this is what you wanted to talk about, um, you know, 10 minutes before the podcast. Uh, but it's funny that you bring that up just because there was a tweet, but on Twitter a lot lately, um, that it's just a quote. I love, that's one of the good things about Twitter is you get to just read some really good quotes. Sometimes they're some funny jokes as well, but a lot of Twitter can also be a bunch of hot garbage. So you gotta be careful in there. Anyways, I saw this quote the other day. Um, and I, I don't know this person. So it's the, uh, I think it's like the editor of the gospel coalition had, had tweeted it, but it's a quote by someone that I don't know. So you'll have to forgive me. His name is David Ausberger. Don't know anything about him, so I can't endorse him or or the say name anything. sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's he's written books. Uh, I mean, Matt. Gosh, I'm probably gonna mess up this name. Matt Smethurst is the the guy from Gospel Coalition who had tweeted this. But it's a quote by David Ausberger, and he just says, "Being listened to is so close to being loved that most people cannot tell the difference." Hmm. I was like, dang, that's really good. Um, Cause especially, fits. <laughs> especially when that, yeah. And when that pops up on a Twitter feed, it's like <laughs> the five tweets before it and the five tweets after it are all just like totally one-sided biased, yeah. like people just throwing out opinions about things they Okay, I'm not going to go into that. Uh, Just the vitriolic stuff that you see on Twitter. And then that's in the middle of that. And it's like, oh, like heart check, man. Because like Twitter is where this needs to be, you know, where this needs to be implemented. Social media in general. It's it's really hard, I think, to implement like good listening skills on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not face to face with a person like mm-hmm. you're totally like desensitized in that respect because you're, they're not right in front of you. You yeah. know, you're not looking at an image bearer. You're looking at a screen, like you're looking at their words. You're not looking at them. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it's hard to actually like, it's it's harder to really like take your time and think through what they're saying 
and ask them to clarify before you respond because it's a lot easier to just get emotional when you're just looking at someone's words and not at their face. Yeah. Well, and, and what's the, um, what, what do they say? I think it's something like 70% of, of, uh, communication is nonverbal, something like that. Mm. So, uh, like I, body I, language. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I don't know the exact statistic, but I do know it's overwhelmingly more nonverbal than it is actually verbal. And so, yeah, when you're focusing on the verbal, it's hard to even interpret the verbal or the, the, the words themselves without the context of inflection mm-hmm. and, uh, and tone and things like that. So yeah, it's, it's diff- not impossible, but it's difficult, um, anyway. So yeah. It, yeah. And man, yeah. Social media is uh, a very difficult place to have conversations. Mm-hmm. It's more about stating things. Right. Exactly. It's conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, that's, you can have really good conversations on social media. Yeah. I think it can be done. I've had really good conversations. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just so much harder. Yeah. Like the, like this book obviously is, is like written with the assumption that you're going to be doing this with a person face to face. Yeah. Like it's, it's not written for social media right. dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's been hard for me because like, I mean, there's like questions in here asking like for you to recall, you know, examples in your life of when you've had certain kinds of conversations. Um, and I mean, I'm a mom of toddlers, so I, have, I also have mom brain and it's hard to remember things. But like, I just find myself like not being able to write many examples because I'm like I have most of my conversations online <laughs> like I don't talk to as very many people face to face and part of that is just because of the stage of life I'm in like right. I have two toddlers at home like that I'm with all day long um, so I don't get a lot of adult interaction during the day mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's really encouraged me to seek that out more. Sweet. That's awesome to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. It's sort of like, like, that's what we talk about every week. <laughs> it's talking. Talking about talking. Talk, 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 talk. There you go. All right. Well, that's that's good stuff. Learning to listen. It's definitely important. And it's 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 funny because when you talk about it, it seems so like trite and common sense and like, well, yeah, duh, you just listen to people. Like I listen to people all the time. What mm-hmm. the heck? Um, but actual implementation is way more difficult than it seems yes. because we all do have our biases uh-huh. and our agendas and and like and especially, I mean, the more entrenched we are in our views, the more um, personal that our views are, the more conviction we have on those views, the more difficult it is to have open conversation. Uh, I think it also takes practice, frankly. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. It's not something. And and you had mentioned this earlier, that it does take a certain, um, uh, I was going to say a certain certainty. 
No, but I just mean you have to have like a um, a stable uh, understanding of your position. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like the people who are most defensive, yeah, you have to be confident in what you believe. Confident, that's the right word. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I feel like the the less confident you are, um, the more that you're going to just become entrenched and 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 just feel really defensive as soon as yeah. anyone asks any questions. Um, and then it, that said, I think there are also people who don't necessarily have to be confident, who are just open to conversation naturally. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. And we should strive to be more like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but just that, yeah, it's not, it's not as easy an implementation as mm-hmm. it is on paper. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think like the most important thing to remember, like when you're having faith conversations with people who believe differently than you like Mm -hmm. i don't know say you're talking to an atheist or a muslim or whoever um you have to remember that you're not the one who's going to convert them yeah like that's not your job right that's the holy spirit's work Mm -hmm. like you are to give them the truth yeah lovingly and then it's up to the holy spirit right yeah man and that's so good that that you use that word lovingly too because i think that ties back to um sort of that quote that i shared along with just being able to listen because because some people will and some people from the more well I'll I'll pick on I'll pick on reform people just because you know I consider myself somewhat reformed, right? <laughs> um, I, I think that sometimes people can just be jerks, guys. That's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. And and mm-hmm. like if you're just focused upon getting your point across, even if your point is the gospel, even if your point is something that is good, and and you believe yourself to be loving in telling someone that, I think the way that you tell people that like if you're not doing it in a loving manner right if you're, if you're preaching love and being unloving right it's not they're not going to hear a loving gospel exactly yeah steamrolling people and like interrupting them to get your point across even if that again even if that point is the gospel is not always the best way to go i i get some people are like naturally antagonistic and actually enjoy that type of of kind of volley back and forth conversation um and but so I i'm not i wouldn't bet on everyone being that way right exactly <laughs> exactly so uh yeah i think it is definitely more love and even in those situations you're not being a jerk about it. you're not steamrolling um you have to like you said listen to the mm-hmm. other person and that is showing them love and uh yeah i think that has more of an impact rather than your passionate belligerence yes (laughs) so yeah good stuff i like it me too uh, that's really cool hopefully we'll we'll grow because of some of the stuff that we've talked about here because that's uh it definitely gives me something to think on as well yeah i the way that i it made me think like how often do we like not actually listen to each other Mm mm-hmm and I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't think of anything like specific recently where I felt like you weren't actually listening to me or mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure we don't listen to each other very well, very often. Whoa, so many negatives. What? <laughs> like, I, I couldn't catch that. Don't listen to each I, other. I'm very sure we well, struggle with often. listening to each other. Okay. But like maybe just because we've been like communicating a certain way for so long, we've just gotten used to the way that it works. Does that make sense? So Mm -hmm. we don't, maybe we don't necessarily notice that the other person isn't actually listening. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, yes, but I wouldn't assume that that's like the norm. I, I, I think, I think that, yeah, maybe sometimes that happens and we don't, we just kind of brush it off. But I I would take the opposite approach and say that the reason that we listen to each other is because we love each other. Oh, well, yeah. So I I think it's easier when you love someone and want to show them love, that it's easier to listen to them. It's also a lot easier for us because we don't disagree very often. Yeah, right. But even still, you could could be talking in such a way that you just want to get your point across rather than kind of um, thinking through what the other person has to say. Does that make sense? Are are you talking about like, like what kind of discussion are you thinking of? Oh, I don't know. Just just if you're, uh, it, I wasn't thinking of a particular discussion in general. Just when we talk about things, and the other person has a point to make about the thing that you're talking about, like, I, I yeah, I'm sure sometimes it happens where we just kind of brush that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in favor of kind of like sharing what we think. Yeah, I'm sure that does happen. Um, I just also think that, yeah, because we love each other, it's also easier to listen to each yeah. other. And like you said, it, because we agree with each other on a lot of issues, it makes it easier to listen because yeah. you're kind of reaffirming <laughs> things that I believe, so. Yeah. yeah, I think this will have to be a listener question because they would probably be able to tell us if we listen to each other well. Yeah, that's true. That's true, especially if you've been listening to us for a while. Yeah. Like maybe you've noticed like, hmm, that was kind of weird. <laughs> We're yeah. also just weird in general. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe weird wasn't the right word, but yeah. All right, so that was a good conversation on listening. Yes. So and and I hope that that is um, uh, assumed when our title of the podcast is "So Talk to Me." That listening is important as well. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I just remembered it. Is that we actually um, do have a couple exciting things coming up for the podcast. Oh, uh, a couple things that we're excited about. However. We can't reveal them just yet. <gasps> That's rude. Yeah, I know. That is rude. Yeah, so you have to keep listening to find out. Well, it's that either they're not ready or they're not confirmed yet. Oh. And so then I don't want to. why even mention them? Because I'm excited about them. Rude. Because I'm saying like the podcast is, yeah, we've got some cool things coming up and some things we'd like to share. So, um, so you can hit us up on Facebook on uh so talk to me podcast our page on facebook and we'll give updates as soon as we kind of have confirmation in a few different things and tell I think us that'll be pretty cool t- 
tell us if you want us to do another Facebook Live episode. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we can definitely. I mean, I got a lot of good feedback from people about the last one. It's just a matter, in my mind, it's just a matter of how often we want to do it. Yeah. Every 10 episodes, every 25 episodes, every 50 episodes. Because that's when we did it last. (laughs) I don't know. Once a year. Um, No, I don't know. But yeah, so so, there's some things that I'm excited about that you'll have more details on if you follow us on social media. Or I mean, we'll talk about them here on the podcast if you don't care much for social media in general. That's cool too. Um, but if you want the latest, greatest, up to date info, you can you can catch us there, and we'll be we'll be sharing that as it comes along. Yay! yay. Well, breaking news, everyone. Okay, now that you've waited an entire like thirty seconds since I've been talking about that, I just got confirmation on one of those things that I was talking about thirty seconds ago. It has been uh, finished and produced, and it is out there on the ether of the internet. Um, so Samantha, do you want to tell our lovely listeners about what this exciting adventure is? Sure. Um, so Austin Ridge, which is a church here in Austin, uh, has a podcast called equip Austin Ridge. Uh, and they've done, let's see, four episodes so far. And mostly, uh, centered and focused around marriage. So we're on one of those episodes. Hey. <laughs> my my cousin is an intern there and um she came over this past Friday and recorded the episode with us. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. there was a lot of editing work that went into it. <laughs> We're not used to having other people here. Yeah. We uh, we talked about communication. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes so that you can go listen to that conversation that we had. I had fun. I have not listened to this episode, so I don't know how stupid I, it I sounded. I was good. No, you okay. don't sound stupid at all. Okay. It mm. actually came out well. Because um, it was, guys, it's really different when we have someone else here. <laughs> It just felt different. It did. Feel it different. was good, uh, but I I will admit it took a while for me to find my groove. Of like yeah, how it was out. weird. I did feel more stage fright. Also, yeah. because like I don't know, we were doing this for someone else, so I yeah. felt like I had to be you know like extra on point. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't even know. And it's like I I don't know what this audience. Yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> them like I know our audience, which I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it just feels more, I don't know. It just felt different. Anyways, so hopefully it's good. You say it's good. It's I'm good. listening. I liked it. You yeah. said it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, so check that out. Episode four of the Equip podcast from Austin Ridge. Yeah. Um, so I have a recommendation. This is a very like Christian heavy episode. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the times we have conversations that, um, well, I don't know. I I, I kind of want to uh, be diverse. That sounds really. Never mind that, those words. I'm so millennial. Um, I, I just mean like you're trying to say a lot of the times. Like I also want to throw in because we talk about guys. We don't only talk about Christianity with each other. Like we talk about all kinds of stuff. And so I don't want this podcast to make it look like we're fronting and like oh yeah we're just super hardcore Christians. Um, 
Anyways, all that to say is that my recommendation um, is definitely Christ-centered. Um, cool. It's this video that I watched. So if you know who Ray Comfort is, mm-hmm. he is an evangelist. Um, I guess you From could say Australia. apologist. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a sweet accent. Um, and he he is more of an evidentialist. Okay. So we talked about before, like the difference between evidentialism and presuppositionalism. Basically, all that means is like you are presenting evidence to people um, of, of the, the truth of God's word, of the gospel, and mm-hmm. presenting the gospel to people in such a manner that, that it is evidence for God. Now, we've talked about kind of the pros and cons of that approach before. Um, you can take a look at, at our previous episode. I don't necessarily want to get into all of that. What I do want to say, though, is I think both approaches have pros and cons. Um, I definitely lean more towards the presuppositional side, but I really um, admire the way that Ray Comfort presents th- presents the gospel as mm-hmm. well, and especially his passion and his heart behind it. And man, this guy is cool. So, um, so I think I think he does a really great. Don't hear me saying that, even though I, I don't agree one hundred percent with his methods. I think he is doing amazing work. Anyways, watched a video of his this week. Someone had posted it in some group that I'm a part of. I don't even remember the circumstance, but I just kind of fell into it. Um, It's like a nine and a half minute video. It's called The Atheist Delusion. Now, don't don't just read that thumbnail and think, oh, yeah, you know, it's like a Shapiro, like owning the libs kind of a thing. Like, it's not that at all. It's not like, oh, you're deluded because you're there's no such thing as atheists. Boom. Um, it's not like that. Okay. He actually and and what I appreciate about this video in particular, uh, it, it doesn't really end, it just kind of cuts off. Uh, but I think it's I think it's just clips from a larger production. Um I, I don't know. I should probably look into that <laughs> before I go and recommend it. But um he he has these conversations with people and I think like he is leading the conversation, but he steers it in such a way that he's not just, even though he's presenting evidence, he's doing it in a way that involves the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he takes it from this place. So it's called the atheist illusion. He's taking it from this place of, okay, you're saying that there's no God that how do you believe in, you know, how, how do you think that everything came to being you know like you actually think that it's that it's all an accident like but you wouldn't believe that x y and z is an accident you know you don't you don't think the car that i drive is an accident right you know that someone had to make that car and yet you're saying that all of i keep wanting to say all of creation but obviously that's kind of (laughs) self-refuting um but everything you know that exists exists yeah is uh is is an accident but he takes it to this way. The way that he said, the way that he presents it, though, is much more loving than the way that I just presented it, or mm-hmm. in, or in a way that that's much more relational than I just presented it. But then he takes it to the place at the very end, and this is what I especially loved about it: the evidence he provides is great, but at the end he takes it really personal because he talks about how um, how he doesn't believe, like Ray does not believe um, that that you are an accident that what that um there is purpose and meaning in the fact that you were created like you're not just 
a part of random chance. Like you have a purpose in the world. You were created with a purpose. And the way that he, he brings that in, in the, in the course of the conversation, I was just like, man, this, this dude is great. Like he is really, because it's very personal the Mm -hmm. way that he's talking. He's not, again, he's not just trying to, Oh, you're owned, you know, because you're an atheist, you're stupid. Um, It's not like that at all. It's like actually using the argument to get to the heart. And, uh, and I think it's awesome. So the atheist delusion, um, there's a link in the description. Check it out. If you have a spare 10 minutes, it's really good. Well, yeah, I can, gosh, just thinking about going through life, actually believing that I was an accident. Yeah. Like I came into being just from a mere accident. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, sorry. The reason the reason that I laughed um, is not the reason that I laughed is because um, I actually I, is because where my brain went was so dark that I was like, do I really want to take it there? And so I laughed. Um, well, that would mean I that mean, your life literally has no value, right? No right. meaning whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was thinking if I had ever, I I am blessed to have grown up in a Christian family. You know, my parents rose us up in the church so that I I have always, quote unquote, believed in a God, right? In God. Um, So I, I don't know what I would do if I didn't believe in God. I mean, honestly, in that circumstance, I probably would have killed myself in high school. That's why I laughed is because like that's dark <laughs> that's a very dark thought and it's so out of place with where we were we just were. So <laughs> that that's the only reason I'm I'm laughing or scoffing cuz it's like oh you know that's so it's just so different. Um but I mean, you know, like I had that period of time in which I think I went through some sort of depression, right? And I I would say that that's I mean, it was because it was because I saw my sinfulness, mm-hmm. right? It's because I was doing things that I knew that I shouldn't be, and that I I couldn't. Uh, I hated myself because of it, right? right? So you can make the argument: well, if you didn't believe in God and you didn't believe in morals, then you wouldn't have had that problem in the first place. Okay, but I think if if I ever truly believed that I was an accident, I wouldn't. Why would I go on living? Right. You know. So. Anyways, well, yeah, again, and I super mean, dark. If, if everything is an accident, then nothing has value. Like mm-hmm. nothing has meaning. There is no right and wrong. Yeah, right. And that's presuppositionalism. <laughs> um, yeah, because that's getting to the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Of of really what's behind everything you have to have a standard of yeah i could murder you and there would be no consequence whatsoever Mm -hmm. because you have no value yeah it's just a batch of cells in a different form exactly what's what's wrong with that so but we don't do that we have a sense of morality because we're made in the image of god what up and that's why we have value Mm mm-hmm
Man, oh man. Good stuff. I like it. Any other recommendations before we, uh, before we shut her down? None come to mind. All right. Cool. Well, if you guys want to reach out to us, we've already said it a few times on how you can do that. <laughs> That'd be great. You can give us more recommendations on what we ought to uh, be checking out during the week and thinking through or uh, any topic suggestions, of course. Yes, please. Always be. We're always welcome to, to all of your inputs. <laughs> so until next time. Go talk to your spouse. Talk to someone. Listen. Go listen to someone. Heyo. Go listen. <laughs> yeah, listen. All right. Till next week. Bye. See ya. What about you?